When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome. Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, presidency of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much for joining us. Our guest is Gerald Smith. He's one of our Houston legends, and he's here to tell us a little bit about what he does and why the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce has identified him and celebrates him as one of our Houston legends. Gerald Smith, thanks for being with us. Laura, it's my pleasure. Well, thank you so much. I know how busy you are. You're such an important part of our city. We're so very proud of you, the many accomplishments and all that you've done and given back to Houston uh, as a, a really important part of our economy and the work that you do. Tell the folks who are watching who may not know who Gerald Smith is, tell us what you do first, and then we'll talk about, you know, how you got there. Well, thank you. Well, um, I'm in the investment management business. I run an investment management firm that manages close to $7 billion in assets for uh, institutional investors across the country. Well, and no small feat. I know I just recently saw the Houston Business Journal rankings, and you're right up there with all of the best in Houston. Well, thank you. And thank I know you. you come up with a very interesting story, Gerald. You know, we've had the great fortune of sitting together and, and learning one another's story, many things that we have in common, including what I'd like to believe is a, a tribute to our parents. Absolutely. You know, the upbringing that you had, uh, your entry-level positions that you had here in the Houston area. So talk to folks who may be watching and say, well, you know, he grew up with a silver, you know, spoon in oh, his mouth. Just it's the opposite. It's been opposite. So tell, tell me first, remind me, your parents did what, Joe? Well, my mom and dad were actually divorced when I was a young kid. Okay. So I was actually raised by my mom and my grandmother. Okay. I grew up here in Houston in yes. Third Ward, Texas. Yes. Um, went to uh, Texas Southern University, yeah. graduated Jack Yates High School as yes. well. Yes. And um, quite honestly, Laura started off my career uh, working at Foley's department store. I remember store. in retail. Yep. Now, see, if you're watching, you understand why he's such a sharp dresser. And you moved up the ranks within I Foley's. I did. I did. I started working at Foley's when I was, what, 16? Uh-huh. And started off wrapping China. Okay. I, I was a China wrapper. All right. I went there during the holiday season to get a job in sales. Yes. And um, unfortunately, uh, while I didn't get a job in sales... Mm-hmm. They did hire me to wrap china. Okay. And did you I ever break you, any of the china? I know. Uh, I, I, I did break a few pieces two? in the beginning, but I'll tell you this quick story. So yes. I went on the interview. I had on my coat and tie, my only suit yes. at the time, and um, thought I was really going to get this job. Went down to the fifth floor at Foley's in the main department store, which is no longer there now, which is, well, Hill Corp is now, okay. uh, which was at 1100 Main Street, mm-hmm. um, and uh, put on an apron Everybody was laughing at me because they said, ah, this young kid thought he was going to get a sales job. He's back here wrapping China. And, uh, but I decided then that if I got to wrap China, I got to be the best China rapper I can be. Good attitude. And, uh, Good attitude. From there, went into sales. 
and uh, worked at Foley's all the way through high school and through college. Uh-huh. And by the time I graduated from college, I actually had two offers from Foley's, uh-huh. one in merchandising as a buyer yes. and the other one in personnel. Mm-hmm. So I was made an executive even before I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was very fortunate. Yeah. Well, as I like to say to our emerging leaders and others, take care of the job you have and the next one will find you. And it doesn't absolutely. matter what your absolutely. job is, that be is the best at correct. it. So tell me the role and the influence that your the two women in your life play, which are your mother oh, and wow. your grandmother, and, and some of the lessons that you've taken as, a, as an adult. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, my grandmother was an entrepreneur, and so she really was the one that played a pivotal role, if you will, for me when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was uh, nine years old, she taught me the difference between debits and credits. And uh, the fact that she had her own business mm-hmm. uh, back in the 50s and 60s says a lot for you know, an African-American woman yes. uh, at that time. Yes. And so I, I guess it was always in my blood in the sense to know that in the end, I wanted to do something for myself. Yes. Uh, but uh, she played a major role in that. And my mom as well, uh, raising two young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked at a, a pharmacy uh, when I was real young called Buffalo Pharmacy, which is, uh, used to be in West U. Right on the corner of Buffalo Speedway and Bissonette. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, from there, I went to work for Coca-Cola. But I remember when my mom used to catch the bus at 5 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. to, try, you know, to, to make sure that my brother and I had uh, food uh, uh, you know, on the table. And uh, it was real important to me, to uh, being the oldest, that I become somewhat, if you will, the man of the house. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, I helped her buy her first car when I was, uh, again, uh, 17 years old, paid half the down payment and uh, paid half the car note. So, you know, come from very humble beginnings, if you will, from that standpoint. And and we'll come back and talk a little bit about where you are today and also about your children, your grandchildren, uh, the apples of your eye for sure. Absolutely. Like most grandparents. Absolutely. We'll be right back to talk about that. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. Gosh, what a great organization, what great leadership from uh, Dr. Morello. You always want to go where the future is, and this is where the future is. And when you look at this people, the quality of the production, everything about this organization and the leadership, this is what you want to be a part of. The Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is the leading regional advocate for the economic and civic interests of the Hispanic business community. Our three legislative priorities include DACA, NAFTA, and Census. Collectively, the economic impact of these three legislative priorities is $24.8 billion in the greater Houston region. The Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce announced a wide-ranging partnership with the city of Houston ahead of the pivotal 2020 U.S. Census to increase engagement and broaden awareness. We have utilized our media platform, which includes CBS, Intercom, Univision, KHOU11, and the cue to disseminate facts and figures. Additionally, the national media has taken notice of our chamber and has featured us on Bloomberg, CNN, The Washington Post, NPR, Money Week, to name a few, in an effort to educate and emphasize our role as the leader of Houston's new majority. We prepared op-eds, wrote white papers, held press conferences, presented on local and national panels. NAFTA, as you know, your chamber once again has taken the lead. 
The numbers don't lie. This is about jobs, economic impact. We know that a trade between the U.S. and Mexico is over $180 billion as it relates to Texas. We celebrate the fact that the United States Supreme Court has thrown out that census question that was, are you a U.S. citizen? It was also a banner year for the Chamber's annual initiatives, groundbreaking and data-focused Hispanic Impact Summits, the Women's Leadership Conference and Business Expo, Health, Innovation, and Technology Summit, our annual luncheon and Business Expo, the largest in Houston, as well as our elected officials' reception, annual awards gala, we graduated emerging leaders. The Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce remains mission-focused. And as go Hispanics, so goes Houston. The Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is the leading regional advocate for the economic and civic interest of the Hispanic business community, the leader of Houston's new majority. I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, presidency of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce with Gerald Smith. We're going to continue our story regarding this Houston legend. Gerald, again, I want to thank you on behalf of the chamber. Anytime I've called upon you or asked you to join us, you make time. I know you're extraordinarily busy with your business, your family, and all of the many things you've engaged with here in the Houston area. But now that you've uh, you know, been doing such great work, I'm sure it's got to be really fulfilling for you to see where you came from, where you are, and certainly, again, in your specific area of business. Very few minorities, very few African-Americans that have thrived not only in the city but in the country. When did you make that decision to leave the executive world that was Foley's and perhaps other opportunities into this space? Well, um, I was very fortunate. After spending a couple of years at Foley's, Mm -hmm. I I was introduced to a young man who was president of an investment banking firm. Mm -hmm. I must admit, uh, at this time, I didn't know what an investment banker was. but I was intrigued by his lifestyle, I must admit. Uh, but once I found out more about that business, mm-hmm. um, I decided this is something that I would like to pursue. Mm-hmm. And um, he suggested I started reading the Wall Street Journal and other type of financial books and so forth, and I did. Mm-hmm. And one day I went to him and I said, you know, listen, I'd like for you to give me an opportunity to come to work for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, you have to understand, this was a different time. This was 1975, mm-hmm. okay? There were no people of color, right. no women, mm-hmm. who were really in investment banking. Okay. And so um, uh, what uh, my friend told me, he says, I think you should start not only interviewing with my firm or his firm, but you should interview with other firms, which I did. I started uh, 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 sending out my resume, and I luckily got interviews. But once they found out I was a person of color, it kind of changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, really, no one would give me an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what I ended up doing is putting together a business plan. Mm -hmm. One of the things I learned, you know, I was a a business major Mm -hmm. uh, in school at Texas Southern. Uh, I put together a business plan, and at this time, Black Enterprise Magazine has started putting out what they call their list of uh, the 100 top black businesses in the country. Okay. And um, they had a section on financial services firm. And those firms, which included all the black banks, savings and loans, insurance companies, mm-hmm. all had assets uh, which could be managed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the total assets, now to me, this was a lot of money. 
It was $974 million, not billion, million dollars. And I said, here's you almost, saw that and I you saw thought. almost a billion dollars <laughs> okay. that nobody has, no, that's even here. And I could be that person to go out and assist these people in, in managing part of their portfolios. Uh-huh. So I went to these same firms uh, and one of the firms, which I went back several times to, which uh, I, I told him, here's a business plan. Here's uh, there's about a billion dollars in assets that I'm sure you knew nothing about or your firm knew nothing about. I said, I could be that person to 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 uh, go out and uh, help these firms in managing their money. Yes. And uh, I said to him, I said, I think the only reason why you won't hire me, quite honestly, is because I'm black. But if it's something else where it makes sense to me that you don't think I can make it and you give me a valid reason, you never have to hear from me again. Because okay. I knew they were tired of me Coming knocking around. on the door. I, one thing is, I was very persistent. Yes. But I said to him, if I'm right, uh-huh. is, if the only reason why you won't hire me is because I'm black, I expect for you to give me the opportunity. And he said, OK, you're hired. And that's how I got in the door. So I started off uh, um, working with uh, uh, some of these uh, black institutions, but I also called on banks and insurance companies and savings banks in New England. So um, it was a very interesting start. But it was also after that that I realized that after a period of time that if I were going to be in control of my own destiny, my goal was eventually to have my own firm. But Having that opportunity yes. created me created for me the opportunity to move to New York, work on Wall Street. I was the first African American to own a, to have a seat on the New York Futures Exchange yes. back in 1982. Um, I worked for a guy by the name of uh, Nick Brady, who became Secretary of Treasury under Bush 41. Yes. Uh, you know, again, I was uh, there. I was at Dylan Reed uh, Company. I went to work for. Uh, Douglas Dillon was the Secretary of Treasury under Kennedy. Wow. And Nick Brady obviously became Secretary uh, under Bush 41. Yes. But very prestigious old firm. But uh, then after a while decided it was time to come back well, to Houston. And, start and it my sounds own like, you know, Houston's all the better for it. And Absolutely. certainly you've started as a, a role model. And, and I'll ask you a question as we wrap up here mm-hmm. in terms of a legacy for your children and your two grandchildren, the two boys. Mm-hmm. What would you like if you could choose your legacy to be for wow. those? young children and grandkids. You know, Laura, one of the things that to me is making sure that we always focus on giving back. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've established uh, at uh, Texas Southern, we do have the Center for Entrepreneurship Entrepreneurship and uh, Innovation. And it's called the Smith Center Mm -hmm. for Entrepreneurship and uh, Innovation. And I think that is probably the greatest potential for, for a legacy in order to ensure that others have an opportunity to, to uh, become entrepreneurs, to be able to innovate, and to make the city even better than what it is today. Well, that sounds like quite a legacy. Thanks for all that you do. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Laura Murillo. And again, we want to congratulate our Houston legend, Gerald Smith. Thank you. Thank you. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.